What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Weird Story Bro podcast, and I'm the bro, I guess, but my name's Big Nate, and I'm just going to be collecting stories from my home state and a few people outside of that that are just weird, odd, um, scary, maybe creepy, off the wall. Either way, I think it'll be a good time for you. So stay tuned, and we're about to jump right into our next episode. It was around 10.30 p.m. on a Tuesday when I talked to Jay Tyler on the phone. I've known Jay for years and even went to school with him back in the day. Good old Motown Devil Dogs. Neither of us probably cared for the school with its if you aren't an Abercrombie and Fitch model teen, you aren't going to succeed here subliminal motto, but all the same, we were maroon and gray all the way at one time. I'm a little older than he is. Jay is a musician and one of the best bass players I've ever heard in our little southern country state. He's a normal-sized dude with brown hair and brown eyes that has the average guy vibe, until you talk to him, that is. He's kind of a neo-hippie, deep thinker with a very keen eye for details in every situation he's involved in. Always chill, but always very alert to what's going on. Jay had a few stories for the podcast and I was excited to interview him. But we're just going to stick to this one for today. Don't want to overload you. But he picked up and we jumped right into the conversation. As Final Fantasy VI played in the background on his end, he began to tell me the tale of a group of guys, himself included in said group, that experienced something intense and possibly otherworldly upon arriving home from a show that their band had played in Joplin, Missouri. So we had just pulled in from Missouri and were unloading equipment into our practice space, he said as the subtle clicking of PlayStation buttons were clicking in uh, the background of his phone. He paused and continued on. It was like 1 a.m. or so when we got there. Side note before we continue here. Just for reference, this practice space was out in the middle of nowhere in Hattieville, Arkansas. Hattieville is mostly forest, and aside from a little mom-and-pop gas station, post office, and Baptist church, nothing aside from a few houses, miles apart from each other, mind you, exists there. It's honestly spooky as heck out there, especially at night, and the practice space that their band used was a literal shack nestled on the side of a dirt road that was completely covered by a tree line. Now back to Jay. Backtracking a little, Jay added a precursor to the story. For a while, our drummer had been noticing that the tarp he used to cover his drum set kept coming off, almost like something was purposely pulling it down to cover up with but we just kind of brushed it off and didn't think much about it. I could tell that Jay and the others in his band just kind of viewed this odd happening as a shrug of the shoulders and move on kind of thing, more of an annoying occurrence than an interesting one. Jay continued, So now we're back at the practice space at 1 a.m., and as we are unloading our stuff, we hear this loud bang, and the door to the shack just flies open, and a huge shadow comes flying out past us like a giant, blurry, just black mass. He pauses a moment and then continues. So there we are, just holding our stuff, and we all just freeze while looking in the direction that this thing had zipped over to. It had uh, ran across the dirt road and disappeared in the opposite tree line from the one we were by. Then slowly, it steps back out from the tree line it had just vanished in and started kind of pacing back and forth on all fours. We were all just staring at this thing in shock. How big was it? I asked, though I had a million other questions bubbling up in my noggin at that point. That's just the one that escaped. It was anywhere from maybe four and a half feet to five feet long, including the tail, Jay replied. 
He then added that it was definitely like a giant cat, and they could even make out dark spots in its black fur under the glow of the moonlight. Now, this is the part where many would say, so what, you know, it's just some kind of wild big cat. Sure, it's a little, you know, rattling, but not exactly paranormal or that weird. Well, that's a fair statement, but here's the rebuttal I have to that. Here in Arkansas, big cats aren't something that roam these here parts. Sorry, my inner John Wayne leaked out. But seriously, I did some research after the interview, and the Arkansas Game and Fish insists that there are no jaguars or black panthers in the state. Mountain lions were only a thing, really, back in the 1920s, so that gets rid of that one. So, what the heck was this? Well, it's about to get even weirder, so let's jump back to Jay. He began, After it paced around a bit longer, it just vanished back into the tree line, Jay said. They then loaded up everything and crashed for the night after they regained their ability to not be frozen in fear. But the next day, though, they would get another possible clue as to what this thing was. Jay said that the next day, they went to their drummer's stepdad and told him what they had witnessed the night before. Our drummer's stepdad had this pamphlet that he brought, uh, brought out to show us, Jay said, as he still clicked away at his game. How this guy can multitask this well is beyond me. I can barely scratch my head and rub my stomach, but he's staying pretty focused and explaining his story super well, all the while grinding for levels on his RPG. When he opened the pamphlet, Jay continued, there in the back of it was a picture of a jet black cat with dark spots with the caption, If you see this animal, contact the game warden immediately. What was it? I asked. Taking, um, What was it? I asked. Taking a deep breath, Jay said it was a jaguar, but there was a better possibility of seeing a unicorn on the moon than seeing a jaguar in Arkansas. I pondered that statement and decided to keep that phrase for myself for future discussions. Pretty catchy. Jay continued, I mean, the thing is, so much paranormal stuff happened at that house, I wonder if maybe it could have been some different form of an entity that resided there. You know, weird stuff happened to all of us in that shack. Well, I began, what do you think it was? Jay thought for a minute and said, I don't know, but it scared all of us to death. The things, the thing is, though, I would drive up to the practice space at night sometimes, and we had one light in there, and I would often see the silhouettes of people through the window. That wasn't too odd, because I just assumed it was the guys in the area we practiced in, the guys in the band um, just hanging out in the area we practice in. But... Once I went in and no one was there, yeah, kind of creepy. So what made the shadows, he continued. We had moths and stuff in there, but there's no way they could have made human-sized shadows in the window. Jay became a little bit more serious in his tone. I honestly believe, and this is just me, but I believe that some form of demon was in the house and the thing we had seen was just some kind of manifestation of it. Being that we don't have a herd of big cats in the hills and valleys of Arkansas, I can't neglect the fact that Jay has an argument here. People see and hear things all the time that creep us out, but more often than not, we explain them away as the wind or creaky boards or a trick of the eyes or just our imagination. But when a whole group sees and hears the same thing, several sets of eyes witnessing the same exact thing at the same exact time, you definitely have to believe that something very real revealed itself to these guys. 
So if big cats aren't a thing here in this southern state, then what exactly was this thing? Cryptids are on the rise around America right now, and we hear reports of unknown animals appearing all over. Seems to be on the rise here lately, over the past few years. The more I hear about them, the more my skepticism takes a back seat. Now hear me out, there are things in the bottom of the ocean we have yet discovered, but we find evidence washed up on beaches that proves something is there, lurking in the darkest part of the watery void that we cannot venture to. So who's to say that even above sea level, there aren't other creatures that keep themselves hidden just as well? But from time to time, maybe they like to let their presence be known. You know, just a blip or two on the radar to catch our attention. Who knows? And as far as the spiritual side of it, who's to say that some dark entity couldn't take the form of an animal to scare the daylights out of a group of guys just trying to make it somewhere with music? I hear similar stories all the time, and I'm of the belief that if something is told enough times by multiple people, and the stories stay very similar over the years, there has to be some truth to them. I mean, we'll never find out all the answers, but I think if we don't just write off the unknown, we can actually get a little bit of knowledge on what these weird things and happenings are. Jay and I talked a while longer before ending our phone call. You know, we don't live in the same area anymore, so we don't get to chat like we did back in the day. So it was good to check in and just conversate like old times. Jay brought back some old memories I had forgotten about that were sort of spooky nostalgia, if you will. What I haven't mentioned yet is that I too used to hang out with the group that was mentioned in this story. And I spent many nights partying, I was wild back then, at this shack with the band. Fun times as they were, everyone in that shack did experience creepy, unexplainable things. Some just weird, macabre events that would take place that we couldn't explain away. I think we just got used to them, so we just kind of brushed them off. The more I thought about it, the more I realized that these stories will be hard to believe, because it's going to sound like I'm writing a fictional novel. I promise you, though, the stories are real. I just simply like writing them in the style of an interview makes me feel like I'm actually putting some effort into giving these stories life uh, to the audience. You know, it's uh, truly is fun, but I want to do them justice so you can get the, the big picture of each of these stories. I spent many a night in Hattieville with those guys, and we were just across the highway in that little shack from a, uh, there was a highway that cut between two roads, and um, one that was right across from us was called Devil's Creek Road. And with a name like that, you have to expect something weird is going to happen in the area, right? And like I said, it's going to sound like a novel that a person could sit and fabricate, but I promise my creativity has limits. These people are real, these events did happen, and I'm getting excited as I interview people and get to write down their story. That's all for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it, and stay tuned because we've got more stories on the way. God bless. Take it easy. <laughs>